Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. <laughs> and joining us uh, through Discord, it is our special guest, Wilson Finn. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called gangster time. I'm damn you, dirty. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Oh, no. It's actually Joshua Gangster Time. Cool. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangster Time. Where'd you come from? Where'd Wilson go? Where's my lawyer guy at? Oh, uh. some shots. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. I love that drum. Oh, what man. up, everybody? It is everybody good to be listening. here. What up, Chris? I'm, uh, we don't have Brian today. Uh, Brian's got a busy day tomorrow. Uh, so. We do have Wilson Fisk. Yeah, we do have Wilson Fisk. He's filling in for Brian as our producer. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, this is our end of the year show. Very excited uh, to get into it with you guys. Uh, we don't have any uh, of our usual lineup uh, this week. We do have the monthly issues, and uh, we're doing an American comic segment for the first time in a while. Uh, it's uh, it's been it's been a minute. Uh, we have uh, just three pretty great comic books to talk about. Uh, something to close the year out. Uh, something we wanted to bring to your attention and. We got a little something special for you guys at the end, so uh, stick around for that. But uh, until then, let's not waste any time. Let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram, Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. Um, it's on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can find me at NYChillin with an E-N, not an I-N-G. Yeah. Yeah. That's on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we usually do a really good chapter of the week poll. Uh, we don't have it this week because uh, we don't have our usual lineup. I probably should have done it for the monthlies we're about to talk about, but we you live and you learn. Uh, so uh, yeah, just follow us on there, and we're gonna try. I'm gonna try to do some more engagement things, ask you guys some questions, help to make the show a little better, uh, all that stuff. So follow us on there on 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 our Instagram wherever. We're on TikTok as well if you're into that same same uh handle at new jump city uh hit us up on that uh if you guys want to uh communicate with us in any way you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about on the show please let us know at the email or you can comment on under whatever video you're watching whether it's the full version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts we make for every series we talk about um also uh subscribe to us that's it (laughs) that's very important subscribe please uh give us a give us a good subscription there a few people have subscribed we have a we have a pretty solid number of subscribers over christmas weekend which i am deeply thankful for uh welcome to any new viewers of the show i'm very happy to have you uh so yeah subscribe to us if you haven't already give us a like uh, share it with your friends, all that stuff. Or if you prefer audio podcasts that you could take on the go, uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on all of the platforms, uh, even platforms I've never even heard of. We're somehow on them. So uh, check us out on those. And um, I think that's it. Without further ado, I think we get the show started. Boruto. This is Boruto Chapter 65, Karma Power. Um cool color page of naruto with his cape uh you never get over that uh visual you know he's like he worked so hard to get there (laughs) yeah he made it um 
We open with Boruto having a heart attack on the floor after his battle with Code. Uh, he's yeah. he's gripping his chest. Everybody's like, Boruto, what's going on? And um, during Boruto's, uh, you know, struggling on the ground there, he starts to see a visage of Momoshiki just up in the trees, just being like, even if you halt karmic rea- extraction with some trifling drug, it's no more than a stopgap. You can't stop me. Hello, foolish lad. Um and only Boruto can see it, obviously, because, you know, this is just like kind of a visage of a physical representation of what's happening within Boruto, actually. Um, and time has stopped. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Time has stopped. Uh, this No one else can see Momoshiki. This is just kind of in Boruto's head. Um, and uh, he's starting to... Uh, Momoshiki is like, just looks over at Code and he's like, ugh, worthless karma dregs. And I'm like, dude, that's that kid considers you a god. It's so mean. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, he's like he's the one who but has the ten tails. Be your child and sacrifice himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's the one who has the ten tails, doesn't he? What a perfect chance to kill him. Move aside, boy. And then he takes over Boruto's body and just immediately unleashes a giant Rasengan at Code. Um, luckily, Code uses Which his. I guess was supposed to be cool when capital K thought <laughs> by E W L, but um. I thought it was alright. Yeah, uh, I'm low key hating, I guess. I mean, you know, it was just an opening move. He does something way cooler later, I think. But um, really, good versus one. Yeah, but he does like a blast. Yeah, it's, it's like Dragon Ball Z at is, this point. This is literally Dragon Ball Z, right? There's no, no, um, no. Well, well, actually, yeah. Oh man, this is. Oh, remember that, guys. <laughs> remember this. This whole back thought. This whole yeah. back um, in any case, uh, we cut back to uh, Amato, who's like talking about how Kawaki's escaped and encountered Code, and uh, Sai's like, "Whoa, that was way too fast! How do you find Kawaki?" And no one's uh, really like keen to kind of talk about this. Um, Sai is there. I forgot Sai was with them, uh, and he's talking about you know how like. It's all right. Lord Seventh's on his way. So as long as we get rid of Code, the existence of any ally won't matter. And uh, Amato's just thinking to himself, come on, Kawaki. We've gotten this far. Don't <laughs> muck it up now. Come on. Kawaki. <laughs> and the girl who, who, who got put on to all the lies and secrets. Yeah. She's just staring. I guess she knows this. Or maybe she's scared for her life. I don't know what the her situation is. Well, she is. doesn't know. She doesn't know what the fuck happened like Amato didn't tell her anything mm, but she does know. oh I remember that comic he was yeah he was just was like don't worry I'm oh, not gonna yeah. fuck I'm not fucking with you guys I promise just shut the fuck up <laughs> if you d- keep yeah. not shutting the fuck up I'm gonna have to kill you uh, and she's like fair and she shut the fuck up yeah I mean just fair. say a word um, anyway Momoshiki's still using giant Rasengan blasts everywhere trying to get code. Yeah. He's uh, really yeah. letting him fucking loose. Bow, bow, bow. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it, Code manages to sneak up behind Kawaki and try to kidnap him. Uh, but yeah, he um, he he almost gets away too. He's about to like go like burr, 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 like uh, Mario Brother into his belt, and then. Uh, Momoshiki shrinks the Rasengan down and then just fires it like a like a fucking bullet, like a gun. Despite the fact that I'm dressed to the nines, <laughs> I'm still packing heat and I'm gonna 
pull out my weapon. And <laughs> he calls it a Rasen Don. Yeah, Don which like, Don means bullet. So Yeah, that's cool. it right yeah. I know it, it, I, I knew that, bro. And dude with like pinpoint accuracy, he bypasses Kawaki completely and just tags Code in the shoulder and Code is like, What? He got 360 no scoped. It's right in his face. Yeah. He comes in with a drop kick. Mom, this is Momoshiki's favorite move. The just like drop kick out of nowhere. Uh, that's his shit. Uh, Ada, meanwhile, is just like begging Code to just fucking bounce. It's not worth it. He's fighting a god right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, at that- you can see all the features and everything else going on. And um, in every scenario, you get your own. Yeah, you're not that good, dude. <laughs> you're not gonna make it. Uh, Kawaki tries everywhere. Yeah, you know, you know, I can't believe I missed that. You know, you open the chat for the first page, you just see studded belts. Yeah, and before across the ground, and I thought that was fucking hilarious, personally. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it wasn't meant to be a comical aspect, but y'all already know. Yeah, and before we before we hear we about stand it, the fact. Before we hear about it in the comments, we know they're not really belts, but they look exactly like belts. Uh, oh, God. They're leather belts, guys. Stop. <laughs> don't be delusional. Don't overthink it. It is leather belts. belts that he most likely uses for BDSM. Yes. <laughs> Can't confirm for sure. You know, uh, it hasn't been shown. It's not canon. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kawaki revolts against Momoshiki, uses his whole like karma arm at him, and uh, Momoshiki just kicks him in the face. Is like rebellious imp, fine, and he's about to like just crush Kawaki's arm, but then he gets caught with the shadow possession jutsu. Uh, yeah, just pretty like the olden days. Pretty, pretty lit, man. I got all nostalgic. I got all Shikamaru flashbacks all at once. I was like, hi, checkmate, motherfucker. Yeah, you just- hold on. You just got you classic Shikamaru. Fuck you know about that, know about that man. <laughs> Say no game. He's not about to quit. It's no. over for you. Yeah. Shadow possession, motherfucker. Yeah. I know how this goes. Yeah. Naruto um, pulls up. Yeah. Snatches Kawaki. He gets real low. Not his child, gets, which I guess you know. Yeah. Possessed. He goes low pads, grabs Kawaki, and uh, Momoshiki just absorbs the shadow into his karma. Because I guess the shadow's mad shocking. That's going to be mad tight. <laughs> I forgot he could do it. And um, it killed all my hype immediately. <sighs> just like, you see how his shadow just snapped, basically? Yeah. Like, it, it, that's what happened yeah. to the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. So I guess the Nara clan is nerfed? <laughs> um, everybody in Naruto is nerfed. Yeah, all the adults are nerfed. <laughs> so these damn yeah. kids could do shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Naruto's like, are you okay, Kawaki? That bastard Momoshiki is taking over his body again. And um, Kawaki just starts yelling. He's like, I ain't okay at all. Why'd you come back? Run away or else you'll really get killed. And Naruto's like, uh, little boy, I'm the Hokage. And not only that, I'm Naruto. I never give up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Naruto? He don't know. He don't know that. He, he don't know about that. Man. He Nothing. grew up in the test tube. Yeah, and I had to practice jutsu all day or whatever the fuck it was they was doing in that factory. Yeah, with karma. He's a Gen Zer. He doesn't understand old tsunami Naruto. What a sad boy. 
Still bad, man. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Shikamaru is just taken by uh, by code. He has his hands behind his back and everything, like he's just got booked. He's about to get taken to central bookings right now. Uh, and mm. yeah, Shikamaru's held hostage. Uh, and Shikamaru's like, for something himself that's put, now he's a hostage. You know that shit blew my career. Yeah, I know. I know. I can only picture your, like, ugh. <laughs> whole thing reading like, it. Are you serious, bro? The attitude you developed while reading this. <laughs> and I understand. I was right there. I was like, damn, can can the adults have, that's like, it? one cool moment that's not, like, immediately followed up by just them losing their powers or something? But, yeah, Shikamaru's taken hostage. He's like, don't worry about me, Naruto. I don't care if I die. <laughs> What's another adult character that's not a uh, factor in this story? I care. Yeah, I mean... I fucking care. I care too, man. Uh, Naruto, You're gonna risk your life for uh, Naruto, right? Yeah. Naruto doesn't do anything because he's like, well, we can't get rid of Shikamaru. I mean, come on. This is like one of the best characters in the series. We can't get rid of Shikamaru. Um... So, yeah, at that point, that's when, like, uh, Momoshiki's like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to kill the Hokage, too. You know what? You're right, Code. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, like, he's never he always finds a way. Who is this fucking guy? Yeah. Who is this nigga? Yeah, basically. Um, Kawaki tries then, to immediately... He's looking like a ghost to me right now. <laughs> Kawaki immediately tries to attack Boruto, Momoshiki just like sorry, I keep calling Borto. Uh, Momoshiki just like roundhouse kicks Kawaki uh, back to again. The yeah, two times. Momo- and he got kicked right in the face. Momoshiki's disrespectful, dude. He'll just like kick because you. Kawaki keeps getting up. Yeah, I mean, you know, he never gives up, dude. Uh, Him too. Yeah, none of these guys do. Huh? Yeah. So Bor- uh, Momoshiki's about to like do a whole massive Rasengan. Naruto does like a yeah block, um, and I guess Naruto was just gonna sit there and let himself get like destroyed uh, because at that moment, yeah, giant Rasengan starts to subside as we cut back to Amado thinking, "Is it powerlessness that it- that's irritating you or?" Grief over losing karma, so take it for yourself. Brand new power in the form of in the form of karma that's purely a weapon. And we cut over to big splash page of Kawaki in his own cool um, Ososuki form, where he looks like um, Ishiki. I think that's his name, the guy that they just yeah called. with the running yeah. yeah. So he has like his uh, resemblance. And he has absorbed the entirety of the massive Rasengan. Uh, Code is like, no way. That's impossible. And uh, that's where the chapter cuts out. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this chapter quite a lot. Uh, I was, uh, for for what it was, I mean, you know, I wasn't a fan of the Shikamaru getting taken hostage. And, and the Naruto being effectively useless parts. But I guess for the story overall, I thought this was like a cool moment. Uh, Kawaki. No, it was a it was it was an entertaining chapter. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I can say that with confidence. Yeah, Kawaki having his own karma form that's like different, where he doesn't have to worry about Ishiki coming back uh, and fucking shit up. I think that's cool. I think that's like a 
There's like a weird uh, inverse of the curse mark thing going on here with Sasuke, where like he always had to worry about uh, Orochimaru's influence, and now um, Kabuki can have something similar and not have to worry about the influence. So I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, what what are you gonna do? This is, it's a bigger action chapter. I thought the uh, moment where he absorbs the massive Rasengan was cool. I was like, whoa, cool. It's cool. Um. I was cracking a lot of jokes, but it was really cool to see Shikamaru do something and catch the shadow of a fucking base god. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of a Super Saiyan, essentially. Yeah, that's what he did. Uh, for intents and purposes. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, um, I didn't, I didn't realize that was the case with Kawaki, that this was, alright, so that is, is a brand new karma for him, even though he kind of looks like. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Ishiki died. Ishiki's dead, but uh, Kawaki still has the karma within him. So, with Ishiki, like, his soul eradicated, the karma remains somehow. I forgot. I know they explained it better. Um, and I remember being like, that's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, Amato was I trying to brush up on it before the next chapter. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Amato definitely explained this it. This is interesting. He, he, ba- he definitely explained it how, like, he still has the karma. And he doesn't really have to worry about Ishiki coming back because his soul's gone and he didn't really imprint himself within anybody in time to... Well, he had to specifically get Kawaki's body because that's where his karma lied. Um, But, yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Uh, Not much else to say about Boruto. We cracked a lot of jokes about it, but all right, chapter overall, solid chapter. Um, Without further ado, let's move onward. Dragon Ball Super. This is Dragon Ball Super Chapter 79, Gas versus Granola. Um, so, yeah, we cut open to Alec just having a glass of wine as uh, his uh, his cohort starts fighting, uh, you know, the, the Saiyans and whatnot. He's currently got Monaido just, like, in a corner right now with uh, the big guy, I forget his name, and uh, the, the girl heater. Is there um the other heaters yeah there are the other the miscellaneous heaters um we cut back to vegeta just trying to get uh granola to eat the the sensu bean and he does and he's like whoa what the fuck this is crazy i feel so much better he's like yeah he's like yeah no that's some good shit <laughs> pretty wild huh <laughs> uh so yeah uh, Granola teleports straight over to Monaido and he blasts uh, the other heaters away and he's like the old man's off limits and that's when Gas notices that Granola's up and he's like you're healed? And he's like and, and Monaido gives him uh, ser- uh, oatmeal back his weird m- device <laughs> thing <Please make>. yeah. <laughs> the Jarvis I guess of uh, of Granola he puts it on, uh, he powers up his eye, comes back, looking super cute, uh, and he's like, get down here, Gas, throw them hands, uh, and Gas is like, okay, and he just makes two shields, like, I guess, shield constructs, and just starts fighting, uh, it's a, it's a lot of combat, really cool combat, but it's a lot of combat to go, uh, a play-by-play for, um, just know every time like granola does something gas just materializes a new weapon and tries to 
Yeah, do shit. He even materializes kunai, which is the first time I've seen kunai since like middle Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> Bro, I was gonna say that you know how like um like we've been calling it like Boruto and Dragon Ball Z style fighting because it just doesn't have a lot of depth and a lot of punching and blasting. Yeah, this actually this fight actually had some depth. It was just more in action than 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 pure strategy. But you know, you could see that he was trying to counter him with certain moves. And even as the fight develops further, I think that there's a lot of like uh, I guess strategy and reason. I was I'm quite impressed. And then the Kunai's, I was like, whoa, whoa, did these series. Chris Cross? What's going on? Yo, <laughs> that, uh, that panel where Granola just caught all the kunais was pretty cool. He was just like, what? Classic. <laughs> Classic and um, martial arts warrior shit. Right. Um, But yeah, more fighty, more kicky-kicky, more like uh, materializing weapons. Uh, Granola's getting his shit rocked a little bit. Uh, but, you know, they basically take turns putting each other on the ropes for the most part. Um. The Vegeta and Goku note that like uh, Granola has the upper hand in this moment because uh, Gas is not used to being like the strongest currently right now, so you know it's uh it's just taking him a minute to adjust to his new powers, um, but yeah, at some point you know Granola, uh, Gas just kind of gets used to it. He puts up a weird like energy shield as Granola is gonna punch him and then just blasts him to Kingdom Come, um. Granola tries to do like a recoil thing, but now uh, Gas can use instant teleportation as well because I guess being currently the strongest gives him the techniques of the previous strongest people, I guess. I mean, they, uh, a detail I was overlooked is that um, they make a point, the, 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 the other heaters that are watching the fight make a point that, oh, that he's only... He's basically holding back like some of his strength because he was trying to beat Granola with like his base abilities that he knew before, mm-hmm. which is why like when he threw that force for up to block the hit and then blast him away, that was kind of his way of saying, "I like this is full force now." Yeah, he does. He does an attack yeah, that um, actually kind of reminds Vegeta of destruction of like the destruction abilities he's been using. Um, so. You know, he's like, I see now. And that's when Granola comes up, rips off his jacket, and is like, I'm not done yet. I never thought taking you down would be that easy. But, well, go on. What's the What can the universe's strongest muster? I've still got plenty of fighting with me, in me. And uh, they keep fighting. <laughs> More fights. Cool fighting. Um, everybody's instant uh, instantaneous transmission thing. Uh, Granola's a little better at it because he's been using it longer. Um, and you know, he's, he's giving, uh, granola uh, gas, a little bit of a run for his money. Um, as, uh, he, he manages to smash granola down, but granola just kind of eats that looks up at, at granola. Who's getting tired. Weirdly. He looks like kind of like, you know, the little huff noises next to him. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends, you know, uh, I think like, uh, this was meant to be like, granola taking vegeta's advice to heart when they were fighting how like you took a shortcut but now i'm the strongest like you only made the choice to be the strongest right now <laughs> uh right. and that means that there critical, will always critical detail 
Yeah, where this is t- it's a technical loophole where somebody can, in theory, always just become stronger than the current strongest person. Um. So yeah, I think that's a little bit what's going on here. Big ass action chapter. So uh, honestly, not a whole ton to comment on, uh, other than to say I the action is pretty cool. Um, I I, I like that the action's kind of kinetic, and you know, it's not just like it's not just like you know, like that uh, animation loop where they're just ex- exchanging hits all the time. Uh, in the yeah. anime, it's not that. There's like different moves being used and whatnot. So I appreciate that uh, on that level. But that's all I have to say about uh, uh, what's if uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, do you have any uh, any closing thoughts? No, not even from what I already said. I thought it was a nice fight. Yeah, pretty pretty cute. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. This is literally Granola just fighting his heart out and, and learning that, you know, not to give up and to keep scrapping. It doesn't matter how yeah. strong the person is. You know, that kind of stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Um, what can you say? Yeah, let's not linger then. Uh, it is time to move onward. Uh, Daredevil. Uh, we have two Daredevil things for you today. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Daredevil number 36. Uh, this was released a little while ago, but I feel like we couldn't talk about I guess the main event without first touching up on this one. Uh, this is Daredevil number 36. Uh, last we left off with this one, they've just been resolving the whole bullseye issue. Uh, and Daredevil had broken out of jail to deal with that issue where there are multiple Daredevils running around uh, thanks to Wilson Fisk's underground experiments. Uh, and all of the uh, heroes in New York have uh, have rallied behind Daredevil uh, in confronting the police for just trying to arrest him uh, along with like the bullseye the bullseyes <laughs> uh you know who are actually responsible for just randomly sniping people in the middle of the fucking street um so yeah we get a, like a little recap of that it looks like it's being from like a news organization where they're explaining the situation and they're also like bringing up the point that you know all these superheroes have rallied behind Daredevil, but he's technically a guy who broke out of jail and murdered a person. Uh, so the question must be asked, do superheroes believe that they're above the law? Um, and um, we then cut over to five weeks later. Uh, Daredevil is getting out of prison uh, thanks to some cool legal maneuvering by um, by Kristen Duffy, Duffy and, uh, and Foggy. Uh, they they give him his greetings. They uh they give him hugs to be like, "Yo, you're out. We got you, and no parole, because we are nice like that." Uh, <laughs> and um, that's when Electra pulls up in a cool car and is like, ready to go somewhere. And uh, Daredevil's like, "I have to take this rad piece." Mm. Left Kirsten McDuffie behind, and I was like, "Oh, Kirsten." Jesus. <laughs> oh well, I left my boy. Yeah. Back in- that what happened? She left him, right? No, he made everyone forget he was Daredevil. So, oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, we then cut over to Wilson Fisk and Typhoid Mary planning their dinner. Uh, not dinner, wedding. Sorry, but the, I guess the dinner of the way they have food. It's like food stuff. Uh, when Wesley comes in and is like, "Madame, you have to dry on your dress," and uh, she goes off to try on the dress. And Wesley is like, actually, I'm here to show you something. (laughs) 
something that's of major concern um, about the person that uh, Izzy Libris left behind in uh, left in charge. You know, the the successor to the Kingpin name. We get this cool panel that Josh used as his face in the opening where uh, <laughs> Wilson Fisk is looking down at the <laughs> laptop like, hmm. And uh, he immediately, yeah, we see it. <laughs> he immediately gives the, <laughs> the tablet over to Wesley and he's like, I have to take a meeting. Um, But yeah, we then cut over to this, I guess, uh, nature grassland thing where Electra and Daredevil are about to go skinny dipping because he fresh out of jail. Uh, and they're talking about how like Daredevil's like, I want to get back out there and be Daredevil. I, I'm not in a rush to really get back to my Matt Murdocking, but my Daredeviling, I can't wait to get back to that. Um, yeah. Uh, and Electra explains that like, Oh, well, he asked Electra, he's like, why were you Daredevil? Why did you take up the mantle? And he's like, well, I wanted to show you that you can trust me, that um, that I was serious about helping people and making the world a better place, and I'd even do it by your dumb not-killing-people code. Uh, and that uh, that I feel like that warmed Daredevil's heart a bit. Uh, so, you know, they uh, they get into the water, and they start talking about how, uh, like, the, the process under which he made... Uh, the world forget that he was Daredevil. He uses uh, the Purple Man's children, who apparently all have the same abilities as Purple Man. Them together have not only made everyone forget uh, who Daredevil is, they've erased all traces of Daredevil's identity that exists currently, which we'll get to, uh, we'll, which will reap a major consequences later. But yeah, they make out in the water and um we cut over to wilson fisk meeting his boy his son uh butch uh who he now knows is the new kingpin of the city uh as he's extorting this guy out of his property basically um and he uh wilson fisk and him have this talk uh he's like i know that you're the kingpin now so you know make your shot worth it i guess um as uh and you know it's like kind of an ominous like gangster talk you know like you have one shot don't miss <laughs> um one shot don't miss man I, I like i like how butch's name right trying to trying to look real tough and yeah. solid and on the next page he comes back to the house he's breaking shit like god damn it you fucking you yeah. told me how it was <laughs> yeah damn damn it Fucking Aiden thinks he's the boss. Thinks he's my. <laughs> Fuck you, he's Dad. The boss. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. He won't say it. Dad. <laughs> he won't admit it. He hates it. He's not, he hasn't said it once. No. Um. Yeah. They're they're like talking about the situation. Uh, Butch is talking to the situation to uh, Mike Murdoch, Matt Murdoch's twin brother, who has been covering for Matt. Uh. And also, I guess, fucking up his name as a DA by engaging in criminal activity, honestly. Um, Daredevil uh, appears behind Matt, Mike when uh, he has the time uh, <laughs> to do so. Fucking Batman. Yeah, he's like, hello, Mike. Um, he's like, don't, just get out, man. You know, Whatever it is that you're doing right now, it's not worth your life. And he's like, 
save it. I don't. I don't want any fucking lecturing from an ex-con, especially. You're. You're. In, you went to jail. You're not better than me. And Daredevil's like, all right, your funeral. Um, Mike asks about uh, his brother Matt, and uh, Daredevil's like, I haven't heard anything, but the tragedy is, he is his brother. <laughs> Uh, that's the sad part. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Daredevil leaves and he goes to. Uh, he notices that these guys are mugging uh, this this store, uh, so he comes in and uh, he tries to break up the situation. One of the guys pulls a gun on him, and he tells him to back off. And Daredevil's like, "I can't. I know you have your reasons. I know you didn't wake up one day and think I need to traumatize a store clerk for some money and risk everything." It's okay. It's not actually too late. And uh, he just kind of takes the gun from one of the guys. Uh, the other guy just tries to run away with the money. And he just gets palmed by uh, by Mr. Fantastic. It was pretty cool, I guess. He said, whoa there, young man. Um, and he bas- uh, Daredevil takes the money that was stolen. And he tells the guys to fuck off. Go home. Call someone and tell them that you call someone you love. Tell them what you tried to do tonight. Tell them why and try and ask them for help. Um, and so the, the guys run off, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, and uh, Reed is surprised. He's like, you're letting them go. And he's like, what should I do? Reed, call the cops. And uh, yeah, that's usually the idea. Reed says, um, yeah. This was a really cool scene. Uh, it, it proceeds to like read kind of talking about how like I know the system's broken, but it's the system. There's like shit. We there's like these things have to go through a thing in order for things to get better. And your whole thing with the cops right now and with the justice system is really kind of put a spotlight on how all heroes kind of deal with shit. And um, Daredevil's like, well, that's the problem is that we're all trying to like look through everything through the the optics of how bad or good things look instead of just doing what's right um and that's like the moral quandary that he's trying to go through right now is not really doing things because it follows whatever sense of justice that you know exists outside but what he what his moral compass tells him to do and what his moral compass tells him to do is not to just immediately beat up and arrest someone because they did wrong but to give them a second chance um and i think that's pretty profound and very in line with what this daredevil run in its entirety is all about um i figured you had something to say about this josh but i don't know if you wanted to cut in here or wait till the end not much you know it's funny i thought i was gonna have a lot more to say but um i think it's just well written enough Mm-hmm. Where it just gets the point across already. Um, I will say this. You know, if that guy goes off to rob somebody again and ends up killing somebody, I don't think that's Daredevil making a mistake. You know, yeah. um, there's no telling what anybody will do any given day. You know? Yeah. Maybe somebody might. I don't know. Perform a lesser crime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then what? So if you, if we, and then look, you know, I'm, I'm jumping in my thoughts. My, my point is, I think a lot of people would justify or, or try to say that he, you know, like that's wrong because, you know, you can't let a criminal go. They're going to repeat the offense. Well, 
you know, they get caught up again, then it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But people do deserve a chance no matter what, and we shouldn't think about what might happen, you know, especially if it's something petty like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we then cut over to Kingpin and Typhoid Mary. Um, you know, I guess just like getting ready for their wedding. Uh, I suppose. Uh, Typhoid Mary goes off. Uh, and Daredevil just Batman's again in <laughs> right behind. Uh, Wilson Fisk just slouched over on his chair like a G, just like hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that's an aggressive gift for such a beautiful occasion. Um. And, you know, they have like a little bit of uh, like congratulations on your early release. I'm sure you're eager to become a productive member of society. Yeah. And he was talking about how like uh, Daredevil basically starts talking about how like, man, I was thinking about what the right thing to do with you is, because no matter what I do with you and no matter what happens between us, whether we just get like beat each other up or we both go to jail or whatever, we always come out just kind of the same people we always were. Um, the only thing that I haven't tried is happiness is to just let you be happy. So, you know, if Mary makes you happy, congratulations. I hope you both find what you're looking for. And he jumps out the window as Wilson Fisk looks down like mm, killing me with kindness. I see. It's working, as we'll find out later. <laughs> it, it's working. <laughs> Low key. Uh, stopping so nice to, to me. Get Punch me in the face, Daredevil. I don't like this. <laughs> At first, I thought Daredevil was kind of doing the most because it was his wedding day. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, he kind of had something to do with a bunch of men. But a psycho mass murderer being duplicated like the Pokemon in my game. Yeah. And Norman Kane. Like, come on, bro. You know, like the Daredevil didn't push you out that fucking way. <laughs> like the strong ones <laughs> did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Wilson Fisk has his wedding. Um, it actually kind of goes, you know, within two pages or so. Uh, I thought this was going to be like kind of the centered like moment of I guess devil's reign or whatnot, but it, it is just like an event that happens uh pretty shortly in and out. Uh at the same time, uh, Izzy Libris is being driven to the woods where um where Butch points his gun at her and we don't see that he killed her. So I'm I think one of the bigger twists of what's coming up is that Izzy is actually still alive. Um right, right. So yeah, as and I thought Typhoid Mary was about to get smoked. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, Typhoid Mary and Kingpin get married without a hitch. Uh, Daredevil and Elektra are watching from the rooftop because that's what they do. That's how they do it. Um, and basically, he explains to Elektra is like, I told Fix that maybe happiness will stop him. But that's not exactly true. It's being content. Happiness is fleeting. But if Mary can make him content, make him want for less, close the book on his greed, maybe that'll do a trick. And that's creative thinking. Maybe. I mean, you know, there. Wilson Fisk has expressed a, a desire to just kind of be out of the criminal game for a while now in this run. So, 
I mean, he's not wrong in thinking that, that there's, this could be a possibility. Um, we cut over to a week later. Uh, Wilson Fisk is just doing some shit in his office uh, on his honeymoon. Um, and, you know, they're doing like honeymoon stuff, talking honeymoon stuff. And um, Typhoid Mary lets them go work for five more minutes. And then they got to go eat dinner. Um, and that's when Wilson Fisk looks down at this folder that says Daredevil's Identity, which is pretty... Uh, <laughs> 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 it's pretty like uh on the nose there it's just a big folder that says daredevil's identity um and he opens it up and it's blank and we get like a little I'm caption look. there's another one the page right after that yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's another classic where his face is just like a wall it's like basically on a wall. <laughs> yeah, he looks. Yo, um, I'm trying to think about what character he looks like. <laughs> Old wall face over here. Michelin Man. Uh, um, Michelin Man. He just, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He's like the juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like the Blob. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's basically he opens the Daredevil identity folder and there's nothing he in there. Like Golem. Uh and we get that little caption of Daredevil explaining exactly what happened. Is like someone could read an old front page about me being uh about me as Daredevil and see something entirely or just nothing. So, yeah. This has gone way beyond just like people's memories. The fabric of reality has been like twisted based on um daredevil's uh whims i guess um and that is wild but that's where this issue in particular ends uh now josh you said that this was like your favorite issue of daredevil uh and uh, i wanted you to speak on that i guess uh if you wanted to get some stuff out on your thoughts um only because of the uh the narrative in the beginning and middle of the comic yeah, um, I just even towards the end, you know how I felt like he was coming to peace with Fist. Um, he came to an understanding with Electra. She owned his trust, and she was confident in that. And I, I like that man. It didn't look like it wasn't just, oh yeah, you get out of jail, get with the girl. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, it, it, it felt like something real that was earning whatever they're about to go through. You know. Whatever happens to him is not going to just be this corny. All right, whatever. He's he loses his girlfriend or something like that. I I, I think she's going to die. That's, that's I have a prediction for in, for in Devil's Rain. I think she's going to get smoked. Wait, who is Typhoon Mary or Electra? Oh, Electra. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I've been prediction. talking about as far as um Electra earning his trust. I I like that. Um, I like the superhero sticking up for him. I think it the I, I like the setup. I like the setup going into the Devil's Ring too. That that, that this comic uh, it it made it feel all right. We're gonna address it in the next issue, but I will say this: I really felt like this entire Daredevil uh, run led like right into what we're doing. Like it wasn't like an an event that just they're pulling out their ass or something like mm-hmm. that because it just like me possible. I feel like this this was a plan. Um, but I'll save my thoughts for, you know, the rest of the plan when we cover that issue. Um, yeah. 
I feel like I'm running in circles. Like it, it was just the writing. It's fantastic. I, I really, mean, I mean, you know, with with, with Jared Leto, he made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, we could go into it. I like uh, how he, I like how he stood up to to Reed Richards, who's supposed to be the smartest person in the world, and he's like, "Bro, like, open your fucking eyes, man." Like, yeah. You really gonna tell me that you, you you can't you can't think about this for a second and, and know that what they're doing is wrong? It's, yeah. it's weird. It's like these heroes. All right. In in these Daredevil issues, they clearly exposed the issue with the prison system, and it's. It just completely, it just doesn't work at all. You know what I'm saying? So for Reed Richards, or I guess, and other heroes like him that believe that, oh, it's, you know, it's just a system. It is what it is. That's just super duper disappointing and very ignorant. And I think that's kind of like the change, uh, uh, widespread with these heroes, unless they're, I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm drawing a, a line in the sand or something, but. This is, it's not like we're in a different comic. This is, this is Daredevil. Like, I, I want to see all of these heroes that are, you know, you know, become aware of this and understand, like, that, that, that's a problem. If that's the message that Zdarsky really wants to, uh, preach. Yeah. I think there's something interesting to be said about, like, the bigger heroes. They don't really, like, there's, there's a clear line between the heroes who are on the street level and their heroes who, like, deal, like, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four. They're just dealing with such big and like existential threats that sometimes, like the smaller things that the street heroes like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and and Daredevil mm. and Spider Man even deal with, are like they they're so far removed from that. Uh, so I, I understand for the sake of narrative. Yeah, yeah, because like Dare, Iron Man's not just going around like stopping bank robbers and or like mug like muggings or whatever. Like that's Luke Cage, Iron Fist, all those guys type of bag, um, and Spider Man, who I feel like is the bridge between, like the yeah. big intergalactic threat and the the small town hero, um, but yeah, let's get let's uh not waste any time. We still got a lot more about uh Daredevil to go into as we jump into. I just enjoyed the writing more in this one. That's yeah. what it boiled down to. That's why I like the one. Yeah, uh, this is Devil's Reign number. One of six. This is going to be a long event. There's a lot of tie-ins to this, apparently. Uh, and I'm here for it, honestly. But uh, let's get into it. We open with the Strom wins. Ooh, I hate these fucking guys. <laughs> this, we're so rich and powerful. Yeah, and they're just on a yacht being like... And we own banks. Yeah. He's like, isn't it amusing how he once threw Wilson Fisk out of a window? And now we're just going to use him again. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh, but I also love them. Yeah, I love them. I love the characters. You love to hate them. I love them. what Zidarsky does with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the way they're saying, like, oh, should we choose somebody else? It's not. Man, listen. It's not <laughs> bullshit, bro. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but the bipartisan system is a fucking joke. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, that's why, that's why Zidarsky is an ally. Cool guy. Anyway, we cut over to New York City a week ago as Daredevil is swinging through the city over Kingpin's narration about why he hates Daredevil. He's like, like, how did it begin? My hatred for this man. You know how much you got to hate somebody to really be like reminiscing? It's like, when did I begin to hate this motherfucker? 
<laughs> what it's, was it? <laughs> what was a night? <laughs> yeah, he's like I face off against so many, movie. so many superheroes, but what is it about this guy that I just hate so much? Um, and he's talking about how like he looks down on our baser natures, and as he grins in a fist fight, he puts on airs of a saint tasked with succumbing to violence, but he's truly the devil. As uh, Daredevil meets up with Fisk with his big old uh, Daredevil's identity folder, um, and Daredevil's like, "Don't, aren't you like married, dude? Go home to your wife, bro." Um, Wilson throws his you folder. The whole street to have a conversation with me, my nigga. What's good? Yeah, what's really good? You love me, bro. <laughs> I hate you. Good at me. No wife. No, Baka. I don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he tosses his uh, Daredevil identity folder at him, and he's like, <laughs> he, he's like, and Matt's like, oh. <laughs> Matt's like, what he is got this? My reading glasses. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I read that, and I was just like, duh, he can't read it from the fucking floor. And then I was just like, oh, he's oh. <laughs> reading that all. <laughs> he's maligned. He's Yo. he's a blind. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nah, that was a slick one, <laughs> dude. Matt coming out here with the snaps, man. Wait, do people know Daredevil's blind? Is no, known? no. I don't think okay. so. That was just an insight. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he he did that for him. <laughs> he did that because he thought it would be funny, and he knew no one else would understand it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Wilson is just like, this folder is nothing, but it should be something. It's a folder from my private safe, which I dimly remember putting something together. Remember maintaining labeled Daredevil's identity. Uh, so he basically is just like, I know you did something, motherfucker. I know. I don't know what you did, but you did something. Um, and he's like, I can feel you. I can feel it. You, you did something to my mind. Who are you? And Daredevil just like slings away saying, sorry, Wilson, but it's called a secret identity. And I'm like, well, I guess Fisk feels real stupid now. huh? Just like, well, that's true. They do all have secret identities. Why is he different? Yeah. (laughs) Why is he so fiend out? He was literally just fine a few pages ago. Yeah, I guess because he just realized was fine. he realized that like I had this thing and now I don't. And not only don't I have it, it's replaced with blank pages. There's some there's some dark magic going on here. <laughs> I don't like man, it. Man, whatever, man. Live in life. Oh my god, I thought you were retired. Jesus. Like literally a week later, Wilson Fisk calls a press conference to make all superheroing illegal. Uh in the city of New York. Yeah, in the city of New York. I mean, you know, he is just the mayor. Wilson Fisk has the power of Bill de Blasio, and that's not much power, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, in the Marvel Universe, what better power is there than lobbying for laws at this point? Uh, I don't think this shit would fly in D.C., you know. Uh, but yeah, big old speech about how superheroes are bad and uh, how when... He was like, look at Daredevil. He murdered a guy, and we just like kind of let him go. And Daredevil's like, hmm. Stop, mm. stop it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> that may or may well, not. Well, I mean, technically. Uh, whatever, man. I mean, that may or may not be a good point, but 
I'm, don't make me succumb to my Catholic guilt. It is funny because I think that's what like he's kind of doing. You know, he's just trying to like, I'm just gonna fuck with his guilt. Uh, we, that's exactly what he says. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, Typhoid Mary is like, are you sure this is a good idea? I mean, like, I'm I'm here for you. I'm uh, I'm supporting my man, but I'm not. I don't. They're all gonna come for you, and you're like fucking with the Avengers at this point. And Wilson Fisk is like, nothing's more power than the U.S. law. Um. Which is probably true, I guess. Um, so we get reaction shots of uh, everybody around the city. Uh, you know, the news is basically talking about how they're developing Thunderbolt units uh, to replace superheroes, essentially. Which, uh, you know, that's always worked out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Thunderbolts have always been a good idea and have never backfired at all. Uh, Tony Stark is like... Man, he's just talking his bullshit. We just we saved the universe, man. This is just a, a desperate. What are you talking about? And he's like, this is a desperate move from a gangster mayor in an election year. And I'm like, yeesh. Damn, that sounds one hundred percent correct. <laughs> I mean, Tony would know, I guess. <laughs> uh, Tony would know what that sounds like. Uh, this one girl is just like, I know they saved the universe and everything, but Daredevil killed the guy, so. Destroy all superheroes. <laughs> um, we get a shot of Storm being like, well, "Yeah, we're not involved in this. We're doing Inferno." So back we're off, trying. back off. We have our own things to deal with. Don't touch the mutants, though. Yeah, or we'll come for you. Yeah, don't forget our dark, dark pits. Don't forget, all mutants have diplomatic immunity, so you know, don't fuck with them. Um. Meanwhile, your favorite character, Moon Knight, is kicking ass. Destroying uh, Thunderbolt units uh, until he comes up across. Catch him though. Yeah, uh, until he comes across like real Thunderbolts. Uh, there's U.S. Agent. Uh, I think this is Scream. <laughs> there's <laughs> U.S. Agent. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who? You don't know U.S. Agent? No. He, oh, are you serious? You saw uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, right? Yes. That Captain America guy. He's U.S. Agent. Are you serious? Yeah. That's a real guy. Yeah, wow. that's a real guy. What a, what a lame. <laughs> yeah, he's like discount. He's like 99 cent store Captain America. Um, It's him, Rhino. When the Rhino, like, what you doing, bro? Oh, Rhino's cool. Rhino's the Rhino's only one. Rhino's all over the place. Rhino's the only one that made me go, I was like, all right, that's cool. Rhino's cool. Uh, We have Scream as well. I think her name is Scream. Uh, one of the symbi- It's a symbiote. And... Yeah. uh. And the new Electro. Um, and they all gang up on uh, Moon Knight, who's not afraid, because he's Moon Knight and he's getting a Disney Plus series. Um, we also get a so shot you're of... you're going to get a screenshot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get a shot of Miles saving some people uh, in his new costume, which... Man. <laughs> I understand that they all... Wait, have... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you shaking your head with your entire body? Are you yes. saying no with the entirety of your body? Yes. Mm. We don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Have I been reading Miles Morales Spider-Man? Unfortunately. I no. I mean, I've, been, I've continued to buy them, and I'm also very behind, to be fair. But We'll get there eventually, but like, what the fuck is this, man? I'll be what honest, man. I get that. They- this is some like bootleg spider shit. Like, I, what, I guess they feel like he's that, he's that much of a staple now that they can change it up. 
Yeah, I mean, is that I, what it is? I'm not going to presume. I don't like it. I I've, want him to be Spider Man. I agree. I mean, I think he like, is still he is still Spider Man. But here's the thing: I don't I don't presume to know the context that led to this design change, and I know they all have to draw him like this now. But you could have not. <laughs> you you could have drawn him the old fashioned way. I also am not a huge fan of this design. So, you know, there's that. I am very much figurined <laughs> by this design. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's saving some uh, some kid out of a of fire. You know, classic Spider-Man shit. Uh, the firefighter's like, hey, man, uh, I'd tell you to go over there and check your, uh, your lungs for smoke inhalation, but uh, the fuzz is here. Um, and they just like beat up on Miles real fast. They'd like tase him immediately. Uh, and that's when Captain America comes out of nowhere to be fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, he pulls up and he's like, step away from the young man. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and man, the one of the, what do you think you do? <laughs> <laughs> Step right there. I'm Captain America. <laughs> That's my Captain America voice from now on. You know how what's funny? He has higher authority because he's a captain. Dude, how crazy is this that Miles Morales gets immediately tased and then the Thunderbolts politely go up to Captain America and are like, could you put these handcuffs on yourself? Racism, even in the Thunderbolts. Wow. <laughs> It is a Darsky written comics. Giga brain play for. <laughs> nah, they peep. They already got him and they come. So they're like, Captain America. Could you please put. Nah, they didn't drag it like that. No, they didn't. They did say, You're under arrest. I just, uh, I just found it funny that they immediately tased Miles. And then Captain America's like, Captain. Put these <laughs> handcuffs. <laughs> and Steve's like, I know you're just doing your jab, but he just saved lives. <laughs> All I want to do is he's read not this. just some regular black boy. <laughs> he's a good he's one of the good ones. Oh uh. boy. <laughs> it's not he's good. The good ones. <laughs> um they're he's actually, not like that, guys. No, no, we're just being silly. But uh <laughs> But in our canon. Yeah, in our head cannon. <laughs> uh he's and bro incredibly nationalist. He's basically the agent, Captain Agent. What's no. that fucking guy's name? US American agent. agent. <laughs> yeah, American agent. <laughs> That's who American Agent actually is. It's US Agent. Which is US Agent. Which is Same some shit. No, it's United not United States Agent. <laughs> United States Agent. No. They never call him that. They just call him US Agent like USA. Because old '90s comics used to think like that. Like, this is clever. <laughs> it's an acronym. <laughs> this is satire. Uh, but yeah, uh, I-, I could read this whole comic like Steve Rogers in my South Park voice all day. But he's basically like, he's like, uh, if a law needs to be broken in order to save lives, I'll do it every time. Uh, and they're about to unmask Miles. And he's like, no, please don't. My family. This whole time as Captain America has denied the handcuffs <laughs> and is telling him, I'm going to still act. I'm going to do it. I'm still going to break the law. 
You think you, you think you can stop You think you can stop me from breaking the law? I'm a Captain America. Uh, but yeah, as they're about to unmask Miles, he tosses his shield and breaks both of the Thunderbolts' fucking skulls. And then he just socks the other one. Um, and he's like, Spider-Man, you up for this? Uh, That's uh, for not tasing me immediately. <laughs> you like should have You should have tased me, the real threat, an American white man. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sure I could do this, like, bit with Captain America all day <laughs> where he's accidentally racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. It's not just him. Uh, he also gets joined by uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Daredevil and Elektra. They all pull up, uh, and they escape to the sewers uh, to regroup and figure out. What none of them on. get tased. No, not none of the. Just <laughs> yeah, just, just saying. I mean, I get it. They 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 pulled up for support. Got them by surprise. Yeah, I didn't have an opportunity to. Yeah, but it did not happen. But it did. It is crazy how they somehow were like like 15 yards away from Miles and then instantly teleported to tase him. <laughs> and he's supposed to be... Nigga, he has a spider sense. Yeah, he just got zazed. <laughs> this is real satire right here. Yeah, holy shit, yo. I, I can't believe I didn't see all of this. <laughs> when I first read it, wow. This is, this is intense, bro. <laughs> um, well... You come in uh, to is do Electra of, of of Asian descent? No, she's, or is she's she Greek. White American. She's Greek, but not American, as far as I know. She is Caucasian. Yeah, I guess if I yeah, I don't know if Greek is considered Caucasian. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, so they escape All the people in Europe. They're white. Hmm. They all escape to the. <laughs> They escape to the sewer, uh, and you know they're all regrouping and talking about this. Daredevil is just like, "Sorry, guys, this is kind of my bad. Uh, if I hadn't murdered that guy like thirty six issues back, this probably would have never happened." And Captain America is like, "It won't. It, you sacrificing yourself isn't gonna do anything." You know, he's like, uh, "He's uh, he hasn't pushed through this law through for the good of the city. It's his vendetta." He's risking the Bro, death. Daredevil was ready. Daredevil yeah. was ready to go back to jail. Like Daredevil's like, all right, guys, I'll, like I'll just explain who I am to Fisk, and maybe that'll stop him. Um, right. But yeah, Captain America ain't about it. He's like, you you sacrificing yourself for us is not going to do anything. He's just he's still going to keep this law into effect. Um, I Miles looks so stupid. I'm sorry. I can't take this shit seriously. Yeah, I don't love it. They showed his mask face up, and like, I mean. Front and face. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, not feeling it. I have to read this to find out why they did this to him. Um, but what yeah. happened? I don't know. I have no idea. I uh, I'm way behind on Miles Morales Spider Man, so I don't know. Oh, I thought you said you had to, as if you found out. No, I had to find out. Oh well, I have to find out. So yeah, Captain America's like, yeah, we're at liberty. We're gonna. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna stop saving people, even if it's against the law. Um. And we cut over to the Baxter building uh, where uh, some feds show up and are like, we've we've come to the conclusion that the Baxter building is harboring weapons of mass destruction. 
And uh, Reed is like, well, you don't understand. I have an understanding with the U.S. government that uh, we can do whatever we want in here in exchange for our services. And then they get sonically tased by... Uh, oh, no, they, they get... Uh, I don't know what happens. It's kind of... Oh, they get these collars put around them by Dr. Octopus. Uh, he sneaks them. Who's all young now, uh, I guess. He's like younger-ish. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there either. Yeah. He's a Thunderbolt. And he's younger, and uh, he's like, "I'm here to take you in, Reed, and take over your lab." Um, so Sue gets free for a second, like knocks the glasses off of Otto Octavius, and then just like calls an alert for the rest of the Fantastic Four, uh, and they're all like, "Ah, shit! It's time for us to get the fuck out of here." Uh, somebody shoots through the door, and the thing guards them. Pretty cool. He, like, guards them immediately, and he gets tight. He's like, shooting at kids? And he, like, slams one against the law, and he's like, you're lucky that I have responsibilities. So, you know, he just, like, grabs the kids, jumps out the window, uh, and they all escape. Pretty cool scene. He was about to turn his head into soup or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, it was, it, yeah. He was about he to deserved just, it, man. He's shooting at kids? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, we then cut to Luke Cage, uh, Jessica Jones and their daughter, Danny, um, as, uh, they run into trouble. Uh, it turns out, uh, Shocker is in the middle of arresting Darkhawk. I think this guy's name is. Yeah. I was wondering who that was. Um, and, uh, <laughs> he basically looks over to Luke Cage. He tosses him his handcuffs, which I guess Shocker's not racist <laughs> up top. He's. <laughs> He he gives him the Captain America treatment. He tosses over the His name is Shocker and he doesn't even tase him first. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the irony, huh? <laughs> and he's like, put these on. And Luke Cage just looks back at his wife and daughter. He crushes the handcuffs and he tells Shocker to go fuck himself. Uh <laughs> pretty pretty Let's go. pretty badass. <laughs> And then he and Jessica Jones proceed to beat the flying fuck out of Shocker and the other Thunderbolts. Um, and save the civilians. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, probably like one of the better like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones moments I've seen in a long time. But I haven't seen them in a long time. So, bars low. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Luke Cage uh, is now surrounded by people just taking videos of the situation. Uh, and he just like something comes over him. He's like, this isn't right. Wilson Fisk is a gangster and a fool. And this isn't a, just about us superheroes. It's about you and how much control he is like able to like have over people. He's a small man. He's a he's a big man who's small and he needs to show who uh, his power over everyone. So, yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty cool. <laughs> Go pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty fucking cool. He's not on Luke Cage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Talk your shit. Yeah. Uh, we then cut back over to... He's a gangster mayor. Everyone knows this. Yeah, everybody's just fine with this. What did he do? He helped niggas when everyone was trapped in New York. Wasn't that cool? Yeah. He, he must did. have been real scared. He's been mayor for a long time, to be fair. Um so, you know, I, I forgot the circumstances under which he was like Secret Empire? I think he was there for that as well. Oh wait, Bussy, maybe that's when he, he was there. He started doing favors for people when New York was like closed off. Mm. That's true. 
Okay, I remember there was a scene he he helped somebody out and was like, you know, I don't ask for anything in return, but that you remember what I did for you. That's vote. it. And vote for me. And I, you know, he election. ran for mayor. <laughs> it was it was some cool build up actually. It was nice for that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of the devil, uh, we pull up to Wilson Fisk visiting his son again, um, and he's talking about how like everything I'm doing right now is to make you e- make your life easier as kingpin. I really want you to be Kingpin, but getting rid of the heroes would actually make things a lot easier for you. And Butch is mm-hmm. like, man, fuck you. I'm not trying to do all this shit. You're the only one. Who- I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the only one who wants to fight these guys. Like, I just, I could just run my underground criminal empire. Uh, and he's like, you just, it's fine. I don't need you to understand right now, but just know that I'm doing this for you, son. Uh, and he's basically like, I'm not here to pull punches with Spider-Man. You're a joke. You can't help but poke players. And they'll eat you. They will, and I'll still run this town. And Fisk is like, I'm still doing this for you, son. Goodbye. Um, It's like the gears stopped a little bit. He's like, "Mm, (laughs) you're my child, and I want to do good for you. It was about to go to the murder track, the yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> what words did you choose? Yeah. I guess. None of, yeah, I guess none of us are fathers, so we don't really understand like what just happened in Wilson Fisk's mind. I mean, he turned into a giant fucking jar of vanilla pudding. <laughs> when when it comes to his son, it's your baby boy, Wilson. Don't do anything rash. It's your baby boy. <laughs> He's just going through a little rebellious phase. For the years. <laughs> He's just going through his little rebellious face. And you know what? I wasn't there for him. I wasn't there for him. Just remember that, Wilson. Uh one of the typhoid Mary knows. Yeah. I mean she's that he has a bastard child. I mean, she mentions him as his son, I guess, like in that moment. So I guess she knows. That's when Mike Murdoch pulls up like, whoa, it's wild that he didn't just murder you right there. (laughs) And Butch is like, yeah, well, you know, he went through, he went to hell and back to get his other son back. So I figured that he wouldn't kill me. Um, You took one hell of a gamble. Yeah. And Mike's like, I'm not really against him either. I think he's right. I think uh, killing, like stopping heroes would just make our jobs a lot easier. Um, And uh, yeah, he... Butch is basically like, well, all that we, we, we really need to do is to make sure that, like, Wilson Fisk wins this election because, you know, then he'll just, like, come back to this job. <laughs> and we want Yeah, right. Guy. So, you know. Um, we then come back to Luke Cage and Jessica Jones packing up their shit because the police are outside because Luke Cage dared the police uh, to come after him. And, uh, yeah, the police obliged. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So on their way out, they run into a guy with a cool car, and he's like, "We gotta stop him," and it, and it's Tony Stark, and he's like, "We gotta stop him, man." I mean, if you're lying low, hey, we gotta take down uh, Link uh, Wilson Fisk, and they're like, "How?" I don't know about you, but I'm not too keen about overthrowing democracy. And he's like, "Well, we'll just do it. We'll just play by his rules, the old-fashioned way, with a ton of money and a candidate." And Tony Stark announces that he's going to run for mayor. Um, that's mad funny. Iron Mayor. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, Think he'll make a suit for it? Oh my god. If his robot suit has a suit and tie? Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. 
We'll have to find out. I'm not mad at it. Um, meanwhile, Dr. Otto Octavius is just geeking out about all the cool shit in Reed's lab, one of which is a giant portal to space or something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> He's like, whoa. Oh, the Ivory Kings ain't out there. Yeah. He's like, whoa. He's like, Richard's lab, it's everything I could have hoped for, Wilson. Um, and he's like, well, you know, I held up my part of the bargain. Now I need you to, uh, to use what you've gathered there to assist me. Um, and uh, Wilson Fisk is on his way to meet up with the purple man who he's captured. Um, and he asks him about the file, basically. Mm. Um, and purple man refuses to answer. He's like, fuck you, Fisk. I don't need anyone. Everyone does what I want. So I open this up. So I'll sh- and I'll show you, you fuck. I think that's what he says because it's censored. Um, and they open the thing, and he's about to uh, command Wilson to kill himself, but Wilson just grabs his throat and, <laughs> and is like, "Now, now, Zebediah." He's like, "You know your mind control doesn't work on me. I have conquerors hockey." Um, I guess like Wilson Fisk is unaffected. Yeah, he's uh, he's immune to the Purple Man because he has too strong a will, um, which is. Pretty dope. Not mad at it. Oddly shonen for a uh, Marvel villain. No, no. Um, and but he does say it works on others, doesn't it? What a gift! What a squad! And it, like while he says that, it goes over to the Stromwinds. I'm wondering, is like, is he gonna do something with the Purple Man and the Stromwinds? But then he like, I guess, kills the Purple Man. Uh, so he's. Oh, yeah, and it's revealed that, like, perhaps it's time someone more worthy possessed it for a better world. As I guess he's going to try to find a way to take away the Purple Man's powers and use it to help him run for president. Um, and Yeah, that would be bugged out. Yeah, and that's where the issue ends. Um, wowee, very cool. Uh I, I, I mean, I, this was my, of the two, I guess this was my favorite. I just thought... That for an event, this is just like a cool way to ramp things up. I, a lot of like you yeah. know, putting stuff into work as a lot of first issues of events do, but I feel like this did this a lot better than a lot of events end up doing. And I think part of it is because it's been built up for so long under one other title. So it's just a continuation of uh, of what we've been seeing so far. Uh, the art's fantastic. Um, I love the writing in it. I love that like the heroes are assembling and they're all doing their separate things. It's fucking, it's just fucking cool all around. Um, yeah, I think that's so. I, I like the little team that formed just now too. Yeah. Um, There's a couple references they make to the uh, superhero registration act. And um, yeah, it, it echoes like the civil war story. And honestly, I, it sure does. I, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. I like this approach a lot better. Uh, just because it's like it, it, it just like seems cooler to execute and or seems better executed. I feel like it's almost it's not the most like original thing, but it's executed so well. And like Josh mentioned earlier, Zdarsky is just like such a fantastic writer on this series. Like everything's clear. We don't really have to explain all that much. All of our pontificating is just like elaborating on what he already said, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's it's just so great. Read read Daredevil, guys. This is one of my favorite runs. Yeah, this, this of events the real deal, guys. Yeah, 
This is one of my favorite runs of anything. Uh, and based on the cover for the next one, we're in for a lot more, honestly. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you have any thoughts, Josh? Um, only that, like, I feel like there's been a lot of um, revival of old events, you know, like 2.0s basically happening. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, we have Inferno happening, which is a clear uh, uh, callback to the old Inferno. I mean, there was the uh, Civil War 2. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of other events that's gone down. Even Maximum Carnage was a, uh, a callback to old Carnage event. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, but this one seems really promising. This really seems like it's a remixed version of the of the Civil War um, event, without it being so. It's such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the tone is completely different. It's just not as deep. You know, there hasn't been any major deaths or anything like that. I mean, man, I don't know. I feel like comics around those times are just way grittier. I kind of miss that. Yeah. I don't want to see people die, though. I guess that's why it was so gritty, because people died. And yeah. Does that really make a comic better? Not really. No. But it is pretty crazy when it happens. I mean, I'll never forget Martian Manhunt getting killed. Yeah. All those people that ended up being yeah. new guys. It was actually kind of wild. Final Crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh! <laughs> I mean, I, I miss, Mariah! I miss, uh, I, miss, I miss covering Justice League because of that, man. Those yeah. were funny times. The good days. <laughs> this epic lameness. Yeah, where they were disrespecting John Johns left and right. Left and right. <laughs> It, uh, he came back for rebirth, and it was supposed to be such a beautiful thing. Yeah. But we should have knew it was weird because his introduction was just low key weird shit in death metal. Remember, he just popped up out of nowhere, and we was like, "Oh, oh, you're here, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool." Everybody else had this huge big revelation involved, and you just you just been out there vibing. Yeah, they did. They did John John's dirty. We still call him John John's because we promised we would call him by his real name if they stopped disrespecting him, and they never yeah. did. Never did. <laughs> but in any case, uh, I guess that was uh, Devil's Reign. Uh, just read it. I mean, you know, we say what what can we say that we haven't already said about the Daredevil run up to this point? It's fantastic all around. I think the worst thing we've ever said about the Daredevil run is that one issue was okay. <laughs> yeah it was like very okay (laughs) yeah uh but anyway i suppose we should move onward inferno uh we're only doing one x book this week because we've uh we've let them pile up a lot uh so we're not gonna go crazy about it but this is inferno number three uh the big old hickman event that's been going on uh and we open up with this one with uh Doug friend uh, Cypher being dropped off at the island uh, and being shown uh, what the basic goal of Krakoa is going to be like a home for mutant people uh, created and designed for the establishment of mutant society, the beginning of mutant ascendance. So, you know, figure something out. How long would it be? How long would it take for you to figure out like what we want you to figure out? And and, uh, I think this is a scene we've actually seen before. Uh, in House and po- or Powers of X, where they drop off Cipher on the island, and he talks about how he's gonna need a year to really just establish like 
a language with Krakoa and be able to like communicate with it and talk to it. Uh, so Xavier's like, well, good luck. <laughs> and um, we never see. <laughs> We we get into the moments that we didn't see uh, from this from this scene, where Doug is like, he he talks to Warlock about how like, hey, so uh, do you trust? Do you trust Professor Xavier? And Warlock's like, no, self friend. <laughs> Experience says that we do not. So, which was a which was a a fair response. Yeah. Which I like that. I like the subtlety in writing from Hickman when it com- you know when it comes to that. Like how I think how we said it mattered a lot. Yeah, because it wasn't about not like having a uh, 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 like some type of prejudice against them. It was like, listen, like you know, we'd be stupid mm-hmm. to not at least keep ourselves somewhat guarded and yeah. and, and, and right to not be skeptical while just- still being hopeful. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, while still remaining hopeful and working towards something better. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this, through, through whatever may happen, I'm pretty sure that even though Charles has been super shady, although I'm starting to learn through our, my history lessons with X-Men that he kind of always has been, I, I'm regurgitating what I've said before in other pockets, but I got to remember, Professor X is not the guy from the X-Men movies that's super duper kind. Mm-hmm. He, he was a jerk back then he did wild shit <laughs> yeah i mean you know they say the 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 road to hell is ba- paved with good intentions you know um and xavier's kind and of that means that yeah to the t like um but yeah uh we go over through uh basically the cycle of how they figured out different various parts of the things that make krakoa special you know we see them developing the um the resurrection cycle. Um, we see them develop the different forms of seeds that Krakoa, uh, develops. And it's all through basically Warlock and Krakoa eating bits of each other throughout, you know, a certain period of time. So, which was that, uh, techno virus shit we've seen in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a little bit, well, it does get deeper. No yeah. Pun intended. Uh, and you guys are going to get this. See why it wasn't a pun intended <laughs> in a little uh, bit. Yeah, they come up with the habitat. Uh, I guess the uh, the three medicines that like cure everything. Uh, we and now they break down this crazy twist about the no place seeds. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, the no place seeds are basically uh, habitat seeds that Krakoa, for whatever reason, is blind to. Like he, it's a part of him. But he cannot see into them. He is not aware of what's inside them, what houses, what what it houses. Um, and Cipher has revealed that like Krakoa is still not able to see within a no place. But because he and Warlock have been exchanging like pieces of each other and eating pieces of each other, that does not go for Warlock. And Warlock can see into the no place, which means everything. Yeah, which means. This whole time, Moira has been just like Cipher has just been aware of Moira, uh, and so is Krakoa, uh, because he's showing him this shit. Um, right, and we uh, we see Cipher as he's watching them talk about uh, dis- like making sure destiny doesn't exist anymore. Um, 
man, what a twist and a half. I was actively like, damn. Like, oh, shit. It'd be your own man, son. <laughs> your own man. I mean, it's it's so cool coming from Cypher. We'd love to see it. I mean, we'd love to see it. Because <laughs> Cypher but, is kind of like this dweeby guy throughout the, the course of the X-Books. Where he's not stupid or anything. He's like one of the smartest people there. But he's he's like not not uh, the most capable fighter or whatever. He's always been seen as the guy that's like kind of nervous to get into conflict. And meanwhile, he has this thing going on in the background, which is like a really cool twist, I think. Um, made me actively go, oh, shit. <laughs> um, we then cut over to the present, uh, the White Palace, as Destiny and Mystique have been summoned by uh, Emma Frost. And they are confronted by the, cuckoo- the cuckoos. Uh, and man, Destiny just does her fucking mind games. I would hate to live with Destiny. Oh, I don't blame Moira. <laughs> Destiny just be annoying. <laughs> Where uh, she'll just like tell you your fortune and riddles on purpose just to make you feel bad. Uh, right. But yeah, she basically goes to the cuckoos who are bragging about how they're all one person. They're not really five separate entities. And they all take turns wearing, like, I guess the black sash, you know, to like give everyone the illusion that one is in charge every now and then. But that's not necessarily true. Um, and Destiny, like, drops the knowledge that uh, two will find love, three will not, one will be changed forever, severed from the five in other world, uh, which is crazy. Um, Jonathan Hickman dropping like nuggets of story that he won't be around to write for X amount of time. Right. Like, all right, Hickman. Just all right, Hickman. Don't make us miss you more, dude. Stop dropping Jeez. shit. Uh, so yeah, one will be severed from the five in other world and one will never recover from it. And they ask who is which? And she's like, how would I know that? You're all one person. And I'm like, going back in your future. <laughs> you you it's like, oh fuck you, Destiny. Like, all right, yeah. Oh, like, you're such a bitch. <laughs> you just did that on purpose. You didn't even have to. They're teenagers. Uh, that make you feel better, you blind woman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mystique and uh, Destiny go in to meet with Emma Frost, and she tells them about. Everything that uh, Magneto and uh, Xavier have revealed to her. She just immediately snitches to the worst possible people. Um, And she explains to them that, like, she's also pissed off about that. She's not a big fan of being kept in the dark for so long. Um, And she reveals to them, like, a future, like, that uh, one part of Moira's life where they burned her alive. Um, and And they're not aware of it, obviously, because they don't. They're not aware of these lives. And not even Destiny is really aware of that this happened. Uh, because it happened in an entirely different life. Um, but uh, immediately, um, Destiny just kind of like sees this as kind of a manipulation play uh, by Emma Frost. And um, so Mystique asks us, like, and if you had to choose, us or them? And Emma's like honest. She's like, I'm not fucking with anybody. I'm on my own side here. It's every man for himself at this point, because fuck them, and I don't really vibe with y'all, really. I'm just telling you guys it feels to just... Right, like, I see the shit y'all yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not love. Yeah. So, yeah, Destiny is like, you have gifts, don't you? So I think, like, she did call them in here not to ally with them, but to, like, 
give him a, give them a means to fuck up whatever Charles and Magneto have in store. Um, we then cut over to Moira in her safe house in Paris, and she just goes walking down the street where she is then immediately arrested by AIM and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And oh, they pull up on her. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, whoa, that's not good. <laughs> um, not at all. Like, th- that's it. They lost. Yeah. Yeah, that's what immediately is like, what now? <laughs> what do you do now? Um and they poured her away. Um, meanwhile, Magneto and Charles have this like philosophical debate about what they're doing. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, "Man, you think this shit's gonna blow up in our face?" And Xavier's like, "No, it'll be different. You know, nah, not at all." Um. So, yeah, he's basically like, "This is this is like where it gets like kind of interesting." Where, um. He says, uh, you saw how uh, Emma looked at us when she saw it, right? Saw, saw right through it. We always win. And I think like that's what she said in the last issue. But that gets repeated later because as we cut over to the Orcus Forge, we get this uh, conversation between um, the cyborg lady from the future and Nimrod. And it turns out she is from the future future. Like she, She's not another iteration of this person in this current time. She came from the future that we've seen before. Um, and she explains that, like, way back in the day, well, like, in her future, the person that she is becomes a machine person, like, uh, like, wait, what was it? Um, a, like, fairly recent, two years from the date that they're in right now. So she's there early. And Nimrod yeah. also is early in this time period. And she explains what happened in her future where the children of the vault actually come out and start to like fuck shit up. And we all think that this is going to be the start of post-humanity, but they get defeated by Apocalypse apparently because he comes back. And I'm like, yo, Daddy Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, snap. They're, they're a big deal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they pull up and then in response, they create Nimrod. Uh, and they send Nimrod to the past to fuck shit up uh, for mutants in their infancy, but that doesn't work. Nimrod fails, and then which? We, oh, sorry. Which I which I learned by the way um, that that is supposed to explain the Nimrod that showed up in like you know the old X Men comics. Mm-hmm. That explains you know the 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 Nimrod that because remember one continuous. You know, uh, uh, what do you call that? Continuity, mm-hmm. continuous continuity. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could have said that better. Anyway, <laughs> okay. hey, um, okay. just, that's just that's all I'm trying to say. Like, in case you wasn't really 100 percent filled with that, uh, I implied. But thanks for the clarity. Honestly, sense. that that kind of helped. Uh, Remember the derpy one, <laughs> the one that looks like that, yeah. and. Yeah, very. Yeah, that's that's basically him. That's the one they sent him in the mm. past. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, they sent him in the past. His thing fails, and then mutant. Yeah, because he's a derp. Yeah, he's a derp. <laughs> and you know, eighties X Men. Of course, they was gonna win. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then going forward, oh, and then shit turns up at two thousand. Yeah, the mutants just continue to all they do is win all over the place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They just trounce like post humans and machines alike, and then they just steal the powers of the fucking basic machine gods, 
one by one. Of the phalanx. Yeah, the phalanx, yeah. essentially. They just fucking continue to whoop ass through the galaxy. Stay- and they start hunting them down for, you know, whatever reason, resources or knowledge. Who whatever, knows? dude, whatever but it is. They become masters of the of this universe, I guess. Some shit. They just win. They just, like, kick ass. And um, one of the titans, uh, which is, like, I guess one of the gods... I know that there's like a full breakdown of the hierarchy of these like phalanx titans are one of them. One of them takes uh, the woman, the the cyborg lady and teleports her to the current timeline. And that's what happens. They say the uh, trickster titan. Yeah. I wonder who that could be referencing. It's this little machine thing. It's the phalanx. Yeah. What do you, uh, do you think that that might be uh um, what's his name? Whiz Kid Warlock. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if it's Warlock. Um, think about it, man. He's the he's the only one that's like. He, I mean, he he he's defected from. All right, look at the, the Trickster Titan, betrayer and coward of its brother and sister machines. Yeah, remember it did defect from the Phalanx in the first place because it's a mutant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mutant phalanx, but yeah. Um, downloaded my mind and pushed it through a black hole to infect and overwrite the me who lived in the past but had not yet awakened. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who pretty knows? crazy stuff. It's pretty wild. I, reading this, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> this isn't the story I know. <laughs> um, Oh, actually, okay, so I think I could I a little bit put it together. Okay, so basically this lady comes back and she starts Orcus with Killian uh Devo. And I don't know if he's like a character from the past, but he basically finds her finds him, gives him new eyes, and they both build Orcus together. Um so that's that's what happens. Um and then they get an alert that uh that mutants have been detected. Uh, because they assume that Moira was taken to an Orcus station. So, you know, it's assumed that, like, Xavier and them are pulling up to uh, attack an Orcus station. And then we get the informational pages. We are currently in Moira's 10th life, uh, which is we see two different timelines. There's the li- the timeline that Cyborg Lady explained where the mutants just trounce all over humanity, post-humanity, and machines. And basically take over the world. And then there's the other timeline that was created by that Titan sending back Cyborg Lady to a different point in time. And I think that's the timeline we're in right now. It's an alternate timeline to the 10th life of Moira. So there's two life 10s. And I'm like, what the fuck, Hickman? (laughs) Yeah. This is cheating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of is but it no i loved it I mean, why not yeah yeah i thought that was super interesting um but anyway so magneto and uh xavier pull up to this uh orcas station where they find everyone is slaughtered uh and they're like what the fuck happened here um everybody dead and they try to uh they open this door because they think more was in it and uh, it turns out Mystique and Destiny actually have Moira. Um, and Magneto uh, walk into an empty room but has a fucking 
just detached arm sitting on a chair and Moira's missing her arm. So they just like cut off her arm and left it there just to taunt them, I guess. Why? I don't yeah, know. I guess. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And they're like, they cannot save you. Not this time. And at the same exact time, uh, Magneto and Xavier are confronted by Orcus agents and Nimrod and uh, the cyborg lady. And that's where this issue ends. Um, pretty intense. Uh, wow. I th- This was a lot to take in. There's a lot of information drop, a lot of cool twists. Uh, man, am I going to miss Hickman. I can't believe this shit's being prolonged the way it is. Uh, yeah, no. I, I and don't get me wrong, I love the X Men run and all the X Men books, but come on, dude, this is just great. I can't believe that we're gonna have to wait for how who knows how long to get like kind of what Hickman is trying to get at with this entire I another couple of years at least. Yeah, I mean, I I, w- I almost wish I didn't know. You know, I wish that like that wasn't publicized information. You know, because that kind of makes it worse for me. But uh, yeah, he showed. You know, I wish the curtain was still up, mm-hmm. was still down. I mean, they revealed what's going on behind the scenes, and that's the thing with American you know, comics. It's now tough. we have no reason. It's just tough, <laughs> man. Because I mean, like, the, so much of what happens in American comics is so publicized. It's uh it's annoying. Like they just spoil shit in the headlines and stuff. Just let let things be a mystery. It's fine. Um, but yeah, Inferno was crazy. Um, I didn't, I didn't need a whole like separate timeline shit, but we got it and I'm here for it. Um, just, uh, great. It's just great. It's just Hickman writing at its best spicy language all around. Uh, uh yeah. Um, I, man, this really le- left me wanting to see like what's going to happen in the next issue. This, this man, the reveals were pretty crazy with, mm-hmm. um, Warlock and the and Cipher, yeah, it wasn't as deep of a cut as I thought, but I know there's more to come, so that's why I'm really looking forward to seeing more. I'm not not gonna react too hard. I'm still waiting for that moment, yeah, and I don't think that was it. I, I don't think, think that whole oh Warlock knows what's going on. I don't, that's not enough. That's not the person. That's not the dead celestial. On the moon. No, definitely not. I don't think it's supposed to be, but I hope not, bro. No, 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 no. I fear that we may that not. dead celestial moment is just a, literally a panel that we didn't even discount. So it probably already happened, and we just don't know. But fuck, and man, I, to no. be fair, it's probably not. There's probably nothing like that. <laughs> so that's so disappointing. I mean, you know, that's fine. We don't need it every time, you know. I need it every time. I mean, you know, we don't know if it happened or not, so don't worry about it. True, true, true. We don't know yet. That's the best part about it, is that we don't know if it happened already. But, yeah, that was Inferno. Fucking awesome, as usual. Uh, I I don't have any more thoughts beyond that. Uh, Do you want to move on to our final thing? Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, we wanted to do something, a little special thing to uh, close out not only this episode, but the uh, year in general. This is our final episode of the year. So um, we wanted to do a little bit of a, a year in review of our uh, manga that we cover week to week. Um, some of our favorite moments uh, in each series. We only have five. We're not going to do the whole gambit. But um, yeah, I mean, just some uh, just some really cool shit. 
Uh, and we're gonna go in the order that we usually. We're gonna in. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna ask. So um, okay. yeah. Let's uh, let's do it. Uh, I wanted to start off with uh, doing the best uh, moments in One Piece for 2021. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, I we're, we're, this isn't. Oh, you got more than one. I'm lying. I, I only have two. One each, but if more comes to my no, mind. No, that's no, fine. I'll, I'll... Hey, it's, all right, it's totally fine. I mean, you know, this whole thing is not supposed to be a list uh, or anything. It's not supposed to be a super complicated. It's about reminiscing about the past year in manga and what really right. kind of stuck with us. Whether it's one or two things, um, nothing too complicated. But uh, One Piece uh, started off this year actually with a milestone. One thousand chapters was the. Right. The 1000th chapter was the first chapter of 2021, which was impeccable timing by Oda, honestly, uh, to get that. That's tough, but uh, good for him. Um, honestly, and since then, it's been basically nothing but Wano. Uh, there's actually only been 36 chapters of One Piece in 2021 uh, because it has a break every other every yeah. week. There's only three chapters a month, save for like one or two months where they did all the like the whole month. But um, yeah, there's only been uh, 36 chapters for the most part, uh, and it's all been like battle stuff because they're currently taking on Kaido. Uh, obviously, the big one, you know, Luffy, Kid, Law, and Killer versus Kaido. That was fucking yeah, and Big Mom, and Big Mom, just a yeah. melee fight, dope as fuck. Uh, just such a great moment. Uh, one thing that stuck out for me that might not stick out for a lot of people was uh, Frankie versus Sasaki. Honestly, sometimes I still think about that. Frankie to me is one of my like favorite straw hats. He like waffles around like the top three a lot, <laughs> honestly, because he's weirdly one of the more underappreciated straw hats, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and whenever he has like a battle, it's always weirdly memorable. It's this one, Sasaki versus the Triceratops, where it's just a giant mech versus a three horn monster. There's like the battle he had with um, with uh, Senior Pink. Senior Pink. What yeah. a crazy battle that I feel like Oda just uses him to just like do shit that he wants to do, like little side stories that he had ideas for. Um, and this battle was just so fun and so goofy, but so dope at the same time. The way he caught Sasaki just like ejecting from his robot as Sasaki destroyed it and then catching him with that laser. So cool. Um, but yeah, that really sticks out with me. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite moments in One Piece for 2021, Jaush? Uh, I really liked when they had the fight with, uh, all right, when it was Cat Viper versus, uh, Candyman. Oh, uh, Prospera? Yeah, man, that shit was personal. That, <laughs> yeah, that was a good fight, but it, I don't know, it wasn't my, I want to say it was my favorite. You kind of took one of mine. The big I'm one. I'm not even going to lie. I mean. Oh, all right. Huh? Yeah, I was gonna say it. you know the 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 four because it was just iconic. Yeah. Um, but the fight itself wasn't all that crazy, but it was pretty lit. Um, all right, I really liked the fight with um, excuse me, uh, with Robin. Yeah. Um, when she pulled that big monster, I was really surprised. Yeah, but that was really dope, and I liked how Brooke came and saved her too. It was that was a cool moment, and it was a cool team moment. Um. And hmm, is there anything else? I think Momonosuke turning into the big dragon was really, really cool. Yeah, that was. A cool I like that. That was one of my favorite chapters. Yeah, lots of cool. Turning like, into a grown dragon. 
Yeah, lots of cool iconic. And Luffy One Piece moments. Kaido in the face. Yeah, yeah it was funny. Uppercut. <laughs> it's fucking dope, man. Um, lots of cool iconic moments in One Piece. Uh, this is obviously Oda's biggest arc ever, and we're just like in the in the trenches of it, basically. Um, and I guess we're like easing towards the end of it because I think after Zoro, that's about it. There's no more Toby Ropo. Yeah. Queen's down. There shouldn't be any more individual battles, at least that I'm aware of. So I guess the CP9, the CP0 folk versus uh, X Drake and Apu. But I, I feel like those are one chapter deals. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, Wano will probably be over pretty soon after 2022 starts, like maybe like at the end of the first quarter of the, of the year. Um, maybe a little longer. I don't know. Oda likes to drag shit out, but, um, yeah, uh, great year for one piece, obviously very fun. Uh, only wish we only had more chapters, you know, uh, but it'd be that way sometimes. Um, and with that, I think we should move on to, uh, these are our favorite moments for my hero academia in 2021. Uh, Oh, I'm starting this one off (laughs) now. I wouldn't say my favorite, but most for sure. Most memorable. You cannot forget the the Dirty Chronicle. <laughs> dirty Deku. And oh yeah, I he have said all the Dirty these Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he was filthy, he, he was filthy, he was moving filthy, and the lack of development, you know, that led to him having cool new abilities right on the spot was also dirty. Dirty writing? No. Sorry, Brian's not, not here to stop. defend it. Not in the not in the spot. It was built up. On the spot, bro. <laughs> Fujin? Raijin? No, Fujin. They established that there are other hosts of All for One, so it would stand to reason that he has other powers. We knew that was going to happen. Is the fact that he just had a handful of them, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, was, I, was, I was a little disappointed. Well, this is supposed to be... <laughs> our most memorable moments. It was memorable. It was very memorable, bro. <laughs> well, I, and I'll say another one that I'm gonna steal from you because uh, you stole from me last time. Come on, Star and Stripe, the scrap with oh yeah, with Sugar That was fucking insane. I mean, it was America in full force. USA, you already know. <laughs> oh. Um, it was jumping around on. The- Right, a lot of shit. Sorry, but he got punched in the face a lot of times, so it was okay. Um, I mean, what else can I say, man? Yeah, about her. I mean, in that situation, she lost though. In all honesty, was- My Hero Academia this year has been a bit of an emotional roller coaster for us. <laughs> uh, mm. Weirdly enough, like My Hero Academia started the year with uh, the right about the break into Tartarus actually. Uh, and sometimes when you look back on these manga and where they started off in the year, you're like, wow, it was, it feels like yesterday almost. Uh, yeah, it sure does. You know, like it, it was about to start with the jailbreak. It was like the aftermath of the, uh, the paranormal liberation war. Uh, I have a couple. And of course, star and stripe is like my number one thing. Um, probably the best story that I remember in my hero, like a little arc in my hero academia. And it's so surprising to come from a character that just like didn't really exist <laughs> and just like came out of nowhere, blew our minds. But I did, I don't want to be too harsh on the post-apocalyptic Deku 
era because there are moments in there that I appreciated. I and you know we've we've said this to death. There, I I I think our problem with My Hero Academia is that it feels like it's just sprinting so much through these moments that should be a little you know sit in it, sat in a little more. You know, like uh, let us like absorb a little more. Um, yeah. None of let the, it marinate. Yeah, it's not that My Hero Academia has been bad at any point. Really, it's just it's it's just moving so fast. You know. And like I feel a, like we should level. just be getting out of Deku is dirty and believes in his teammates again now. Yeah. Like we're maybe like 10 chapters ahead, 10, yeah. 15 chapters ahead where those could have been filled in with just more. I mean, even for the sake of the anime, right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, you know, but, we, what, they want to have a 10 episode anime season. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, they, they could if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see, like, Deku explore this post-apocalyptic world because, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen has Run a little into bit of more his... villains, learn his abilities a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, as he's doing that. Yeah. Learn, maybe yeah. run into a few classmates here and there, ha- have them say something, have some build-up, yeah. show their development. On a, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess write your own fucking series, right? Like, right. if you really exactly. feel that way, but... I get it. Right. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's tough, you know, because my hero, Academia, my hero Academia is different from what we understand. You know, like we, uh, I guess, we're very used to a certain type of shonen series, and um, for better or for worse, my hero Academia seems to revel in breaking stereotypes and and tropes. For better or worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um. But who knows? I mean, you know, we're not we're not Horikoshi, and I'm still enjoying it. Fair enough. I'm I'm hoping that I am still enjoying it. Fair enough as well. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but you know, uh, not not my hero academia, but the idea, <laughs> like all of our all of our issues are more that like it's not, it's it's going away. It's like, why are you rushing out the door, dude? I know that's what it really comes down to. It's it's that's what I know at the end of the day yeah. that like it's just. Yeah. It's going to be a point where it's not here, but Brian brought up a point saying that it... Excuse you. me. Sorry, guys. I couldn't hit the mute button because, <laughs> you know... Mid-sneeze. Yeah, mid-sneeze. Sorry, guys. But, um... Man, I might get a part two. Um, um, we could save more of that talk when we cover it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know... It'll undoubtedly be brought up again. Hey, I mean, you know, to end on something positive... Uh, Horikoshi is still a masterful artist. Uh, like some of the stuff he's been doing in My Hero Academia artistically has been pretty fucking awesome. So, you know, I'm glad that's still looking. He may seem look cool. And like, technically speaking, he's a very ugly character. <laughs> Who? Stain? Stain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, design. No, cool. He made him look awesome, but he's just a hideous yeah. character. I mean, I didn't mean that like everyone's handsome in My Hero Academia. I think. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just. I just feel like if anyone else drew stain, he'd just look literally like a stain with a sword and clothing <laughs> and teeth. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I remember it. his teeth. Yeah. But that's our uh, year in review for My Hero Academia. We're glad it's still here and uh, we're looking forward for more. Uh, hopefully he doesn't fulfill his promise and end it by the end of 2022. Um, but with that being said, uh, now we move on to our year in review for Jujutsu Kaisen and I was actually so shocked at how much I actually 
enjoyed a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen this year. Like, I have yeah. more things about Jujutsu Kaisen than any other manga. Uh, wow. It's Come on, can we both do the one that we both already know is on our minds? Higurama? Can we start with Higurama? that one? <laughs> oh, Maki? Uh, yes. Yeah, the Zenin Clan Murder Massacre. Murder Massacre Maki. Yeah, the Zenin Clan Massacre. Fucking crazy. The Zenin Clan Massacre of 2021. Dude. Oh, boy. Dude, I mean... That arc. You thought Itachi did his clan dirty? Maki disrespected his clan, her clan. Uh, like, Itachi gave them all, like, I guess, pleasant deaths for the most part. Like, <laughs> like execution style. Maki embarrassed her family before she killed them. Yeah. Like, they all thought that they, like, it was sweet with her. And then they all got. They, I remember the one guy with the eyes. And he was like, mm-hmm. we did it. We killed her <laughs> as he falls to her death, not knowing that he com- she completely nice. just like killed everyone he knows and loves. Uh, she did them so dirty, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. Naoya got it pretty bad. Oh, man. He got his face caved. Yo. Oh, shit. Yeah, he died, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Jujutsu we thought came- he was going to be a-, a character for a while. He definitely wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's safe to say that Jujutsu Kaisen might be the greasiest manga to ever hit Shonen Jump, because they violate people left and right in that show. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, everything. Another one. Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, first of all, like the post Shibuya. Going with that. The with Maki. Oh yeah, you finished. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else? Cool. Yeah. Uh. Well, this the year started out with kind of uh the Shibuya arc closing, you know, like the very end of it. And then there's the post apocalypse, the post Shibuya arc where it was Okotsu versus, uh, uh, Itadori. And we had all that. That was interesting. Yeah. That was when Okotsu first pulled up on the Mm -hmm. scene. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Remember his story. That was in 2021, right? His story. That three part, that three part story that came out as like a separate. Oh no, that was um, a one shot for Jujutsu Kaisen. That he just incorporated into the canon, like later on, like when he actually started the series, he basically just installed that canon that Okotsu was just around and just like not in Japan. But all that stuff with Rika what happened. What the hell? Yeah, that, that that stuff doesn't count. It does count. That's what I'm saying. All the stuff right. with Okotsu that came before Jujutsu Kaisen itself. Yeah, but I'm saying they showed it during 2021. That's when it was revealed, right? Or that was already the one shot. No, it was already the one shot. It came first, and then so it ha- oh, so they're they just, just making a movie for it halfway later. Yeah, they're just making a movie for it now. But uh, no, I understand that. But I'm saying when we got it on the app, oh, the series was well into the you know. Yeah. So it's, are you saying that they gave they re-released it? Basically, no. They, yeah, they just put it on the app. They had volume zero out with all of those stories in it, all those chapters in it, like from the beginning. Yeah, physically, they had them already, but they just put it on the app okay. way later. Um, I see. So that's why I, we won't count it as twenty twenty one. No. It was, all right. I yeah, see. Because it's technically bad. first. It's okay. Um, well, when he pulled up, it was still crazy. Oh, awesome! Uh, and of course. The recent stuff has been pretty crazy um, with the culling game. Like Higuru- Higuruma 
is a big fucking highlight of this. Like his whole story was pretty cool. His whole character is yeah. pretty cool. A lot of the sorcerers that were introduced during the Cully game are fucking dope. This uh, Takaba that we've just recently introduced to that is already taking my top slot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the comedy guy, right? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I I forgot how much Jujutsu Kaisen kind of blew my mind this year. It it might be my favorite of the year right now, just because of all of the moments I remember from it. Um. And how much I guess of an impact it left on me involuntarily, you know. Um, but yeah, this isn't like a favorite series of the year list, but in general, Jujutsu Kaisen had a great, a great year. Good stats. Yeah. Um, Without a question, it was a really good year for Jujutsu. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose. And he was sick. Remember that? Oh yeah, he he yeah, yeah he took a month it. off, I think, and then he came back still spit like spit fire. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any more uh, memories from Jujutsu Kaisen, or shall we move onward? No, nah, we can move on. Then let's go. Um, these are are uh, the year in review for Black Clover. Um, the year actually started out with the invasion of the Clo- of the Spade Kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that was one where I was really like, whoa, that felt like it happened yesterday, dude. <laughs> yeah, it did feel like it happened yesterday. But but they have been fighting for a really long time. Oh yeah, I mean you know what, and that made it easier for me to choose my my uh, highlights for the year. Magna versus Dante, Easy. absolutely without a doubt. Such a great I moment mean, for Black Clover. Uh, we were both like, fuck yeah! It was just a boxing match with magic and fire. Hell yeah! You know my coworker said he thought that that part was lame, uh, and I couldn't believe it. I uh, couldn't believe it. Uh, he was like, oh, like that was bullshit how he beat Dante. And I was just like, <laughs> you edgelord. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it has to be. Yeah. He's not an edgelord, but I felt like that was some edgelord shit. Like, what, you, you're a Dante fan? <laughs> Bro, the point was that Magma was someone I wasn't supposed to win, and he did. You didn't get the. That's how I felt. I was like, Bro, you're not getting the point like, of, of what they were trying to do there with him. Yeah. Anyway. No, I mean, that, oh, well. that match was so cool. I mean, you know, it is just someone outside of Austin, you know, beating somebody. and uh, Yeah, so I guess people, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's in familiar territory. Yeah, I love that moment. I thought it was one of the best moments in Black Clover, period. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was great. Uh, another one for me was Flu Game Uno, uh, that whole fight where <laughs> uh, he was just basically like, fixed on beating Zeno. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. His competitive nature, uh, you know, just like making it more entertaining, separating, you know, from a lot of like his mold of character, the, the, the dark rival character where he never really ever had the option to turn evil. He was just always a competitive guy who would compete actively with Asta without needing to be like, I am the king of darkness. I need to go to the darkness in order to compete with Asta. And now that I think about it, I never really brought that up. It's some, that's something I value about black Clover for as much as it is a very shonen tropey manga. It's very unique in that dynamic where there was never an instance where, you know, was like, I'm going to have to become a demon host in order to compete with Asta. Yeah. Uh, Never. He just thought, I mean, he's it's not like he's ever been wanting for anything anyway but still yeah 
I do think that that's kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, what are your moments by any chance? Do you have uh, anything else? And even before the Magna fight with the Scythe dude against Dante, oh, I Jack. thought that was a very admirable um, effort. Joke effort. There we to go. Be Thank fair, you. I'm very tired. I have work at four in the morning, guys. So please bear <laughs> with me. Yeah, no. Um, I'll say this about that. He got cheated because, like, that's when the other two demons pulled up and and sucker mm-hmm. punched him out of nowhere. So, you know, Jack was put, was getting the work in. He was making Dante a little nervous. Um, he was because he was cutting everything. He just started cutting the gravity around him. You're just like, what? Yo, <laughs> that's a magic, all right. <laughs> um, Mer- Mer- Merlina, Merlona, Merlona, Mary Leona. Her punching a hole through the fucking uh, giant's face was pretty lit. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, the art has been a highlight. That's another one where the art has been just like, wow, he's really come leaps and bounds from uh, where Black Clover started. And uh, he's uh, Tabata is a fantastic artist. He's really uh, showed out uh, this year. Um, mm-hmm. But that's it for uh, my Black Clover year in review. Do you have uh, one more thing before I move onward? Nope. All right, let's close it out with Undead Unlocks year in review. Uh, we actually started covering Undead Unlock a little after the year started. So mm. uh, I think we were in February, March when we started actually covering uh, Undead Unlock. But in theory, the like 2021 started with Undead Unlock, like finishing Andy's like flashback stuff where uh, Foucault was going in through his memories. Um and I, I think one of my favorites was uni- the Union guys versus Fang. That battle was fucking crazy. Uh, it was kung fu fighting left yeah. and right, zombies. Shen, Shen actually dies. Oh, man, <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah man. He, 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 Fang was fucking them up, something serious. And uh, Andy didn't really have any either. Yeah, he didn't have any answers. It's like, dang it, man. Whoa. I'm just getting Maybe I don't need Foucault. Maybe this guy will just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I let this guy keep bashing my skull in, it'll finally stick. Um, Yeah, but yeah, that was a fantastic arc. And following it directly after was uh, the spring arc for me. Um, I, it's It's been uh, a weird moment with it recently. Uh, It's never been like outright bad, but it's like felt like a, there was a momentum shift. Brought mm. on by Undead Unluck. I think I think it's definitely editorially that Undead Unluck is kind of like ranking in the bottom these days for whatever reason. So, mm. you know, I think like that put the fast forward button as like Undead Unluck has had to do a couple times in its run uh, on this arc. Yeah, we noticed that uh, prior uh, to the Fang arc, actually. Yeah, a lot of times I would say, you know, I think like Victor probably came out earlier than he was supposed to. Way yeah. earlier, yeah. Yeah, like that was a big reveal that you could tell it was like that was supposed to be like for a little bit further down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, spring spring arc was interesting. It wasn't a straight out and out battle. Uh, like the only battles that were necessarily supposed to happen were between the individual union and under members that we only got to see mm-hmm. really one of. Uh, Which was really awesome. Yeah, and it was dope. I'm even more disappointed that we couldn't get more. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sad thing, but it's kind of I feel like that's an out of ours and and uh, the artist's control as well. But 
Undead Unluck has been a fantastic addition. It feels like we've been covering it forever, honestly. Uh, Top's backstory was fucking crazy. Yeah. This is really sad. Yeah, we got Top's backstory this year. It was great. Uh, man, this has been just like a fun year for a fun series. Um, and it's it's not going to crack my like top 10 favorite ever, but it's it's a solid series, and I enjoy covering it week to week. Uh, um, yeah, I'm happy I get to read it, you know? Yeah, me too. Uh, I hope it, it gets to it. Uh, I'm glad the people voted it in. Yeah. The Dark Horse contender, as Chris for real, put it. For real. I really thought it was going to be Mashal, honestly. Um, but with that being said, those are our years in review. Uh, please let us know what you guys think. Uh, what are your favorite moments, least favorite moments, whatever year in review stuff you have for any of the manga we cover? Uh, One Piece, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover, and Undead Unluck. Let us know in the comments below. Email us at New Job City. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that's it for us this week. That has been our show. Oh, man. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, final show of the new year. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we hope to keep you going for the next year. Uh, let's uh, let's keep this thing growing. You can find me at... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You can find me at the Chris Espinall on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at NY Chillin on Twitter. Uh, we, uh, new Jump City is on Twitter and Instagram at New Jump City on Twitter twitter and instagram as well brian i don't think i plugged earlier our producer edgelord big news brian is on b.esp on twitter and instagram or you can check him out streaming he streams video games every now and then on uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline uh check him out on that uh email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about let us know uh, or you can comment on whatever video you're watching, uh, whether it's the full version or the little highlight breakouts we make for every series we cover. Uh, subscribe to us. Give us a like. Very much appreciated. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. And uh, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in 2022. Happy New Year, New Jump citizens. Happy New Year, guys. Peace out. And be safe that night. Think about your liver. Drink water. Stay hydrated. Right. Don't get shot. <laughs>